subjects that people love to hear about are real estate and artificial intelligence. And there's some troubling information, especially about artificial intelligence. Look, the promises have been made that artificial intelligence is going to be good for you. It's going to be beneficial. But what about the job market? Are you in a job that's vulnerable to artificial intelligence? And many people think that, you know, your job's not at risk. They can't get rid of you. And this may be true, but even in jobs which are technically safe from artificial intelligence, the job itself might become worse. You would think AI would make it easier, but already we're only in the beginning of 2023 and it may actually be that AI is negatively affecting jobs this early. What's it going to be like once it gets kicked in? Well, here's where it gets troubling. You're going to see where artificial intelligence is making jobs harder. It's supposed to make them easier. It almost doubled our workload. Workers are reporting, and this is CNN. They're reporting that their job is made more difficult by AI, not easier, because now they have to fix problems that AI created, right? And this is a reporter who, or a, a writer who used AI, their company used AI to write stories. They were consistently bad submissions. They had the worst stories we've ever seen, and it doubled our workload. AI tools are a thorn in our side. We're going to reach a point we can't handle it, right? A lot of people in tech says that AI is going to boost productivity. But as more often the case, the longer-term impact is not clear. In fact, it may actually be a problem. Look, in theory, artificial intelligence could be a good thing, right? If it's going to make your life more easy, more convenient, that's great. But there's already problems and that's not even counting the fact that it's taking people's jobs away. Even remote technology like telehealth is under the gun because when you message a doctor, even if they reply with AI, they're going to ding you for it. They're going to charge you for that contact with the AI system, right? So this is already backfiring. It's not even really that far into it. So let's jump to the next subject that everybody loves to talk about is real estate. We all want to have a crystal ball. What are the prices going to be in a year or two years? What are the rates going to be? A lot of people now are taking the very risky step of buying a house now at a high interest rate, thinking the rates are going to come down and they might, but until they do, you have to pay the payment, the mortgage payment on that high rate. What, is the prospectus that the rates are going to come down. Not a guess, not an opinion, not like what you want to do or wishful thinking, or just say, well, rates went up, they must come down, right? There's that old saying, everything that goes up must come down. That's only true when it has to do with gravity. Interest rates are not gravity because they don't, they don't, they're not part of the, the, the rules of physics. They're finance. Finance and physics are two different things. So what are the facts say? Well, According to different sources, it's likely that the Federal Reserve will hike interest rates to a 22-year high. This was July 22nd, right? That's a couple days ago. 
they paused, but the Fed is going to hike interest rates. Sky high mortgage rates are causing market chaos as the Fed mulls more hikes. What is the chaos? Well, the chaos is that as rates go up, see all these houses in the picture? One, two, three, four, five. There's probably 25, 30 houses in this picture. All, and this is in Pennsylvania, according to the uh, caption. All these houses probably have interest rates that are 3%, maybe 3.5, maybe under 3. These people bought these houses at some point in the last, let's say, 10 years, maybe 15 years. When they bought the house, they either got a low rate then, if the rates were low at the time, or maybe they bought it 15 years ago when the rates were 6 or 7% like they are now, and then the rates went down. They refinanced. So everybody in these houses, according to many industry experts, 90 something percent of people who have a home have a rate that is under six percent so now when you look at those potential homes as resale homes people could sell them you're not going to get people wanting to buy these houses why not i'm sorry wanting to sell the houses why not because if you sell that house you now have to get rid of your mortgage if you have a house that has a 6% mortgage and you sell it, your mortgage is gone. And when you buy a new house, you have to go to the market rates, which is six and a half, seven, maybe soon to go up. How long is it going to affect the market for? According to some experts, for years. Could be a decade. We've seen some estimates that says it could be until 2030 something, until the housing market opens up. Right now, the only place to get availability on a new home is an, or on a, on a property is a new home. Builders are cranking out houses left and right. With regard to real estate, there's another, I don't know, related story where now elites, and this is, you know, granted, this is, this is a biased article, but financial elites are busy piling up or putting up a white picket fence around American dream. So what's happening is, there's hedge funds, BlackRock, Blackstone, JP Morgan, poured hundreds of millions of dollars that are purchasing single family homes to rent them out, right? So at the same time you have high interest rates and you have nobody wanting to sell their homes, you now have the few homes that do come on the market are being purchased by hedge funds. I'm sure that as a viewer of this channel, you have some opinion about that. So start typing. What's the opinion you have about interest rates going up? Do you think it's going to go up or do you think they're going to come back down? Do you think that real estate is going to become more available or is it going to continue to be tight for another decade? Like some people say, do you think that corporations should be able to buy up houses to rent when individuals want to buy them to live in? I'm sure you have an opinion about that. Owning a house is a cornerstone of financial security. In fact, the largest percentage of personal net worth, personal assets is in homes, is in real estate. So if homes are not as much available to everyday buyers to live in, you have to rent, it takes away that financial security off the table. And you might say, well, there's advantages to renting. There are advantages to renting. You don't have to cut the grass. You don't have to fix up the house, right? You don't have to worry about anything. That's true. But that extra responsibility also offers you some advantages. Your mortgage doesn't go up once you buy the house. Once you, lock, once you get a mortgage on a house and you buy a house, 
until you refinance, which you never have to do if you don't want to, your mortgage payment stays the same. If you rent a house, it can go up every year, 100 bucks, 150, 200, right? We've seen that. You also can't get non-renewed. If you're renting a house and the owner decides, well, I want to sell it to my cousin or I want to just sell and cash out, you have to move. If you own a house, you don't have to move. At the same time, there is normally in over time appreciation of real estate value so houses go up in value for the most part have there been exceptions sure in 2008 there was a housing market crash they went down 15 percent. but if you look at the chart they went right back up to where they were within a few years so it wasn't permanent people who hung in there did okay what about now well there was a flattening out of prices at the beginning of this year it's still unclear what's going to happen going forward but a lot of experts say they're going to go back up again only because of inventory look if something happens in the economy if there's a big recession or people need to dump their homes yeah housing prices might go down but remember if you buy a house and the price goes down it's not money out of your pocket right you don't lose the money you don't have to write a check if your house let's say is you buy it for four hundred thousand. And then two years later, it goes down to 350. You don't have to reach in your wallet and write a check for 350. You still live in the house. It's just on paper. It doesn't mean anything, right? You don't lose any money, only if you wanted to sell it. So that housing market going down doesn't hurt you as a homeowner. In fact, it might help you a little bit because your property taxes are based on value and your insurance is based on value. So if the property value goes down, you might actually save some money on insurance. You don't really care if you're, if you're looking to stay put or not sell your house housing prices go down who cares right if housing prices go up same thing you don't really benefit if you're actually existing homeowner unless you want to buy a different house later now your house carries you up to that level you can sell it and then upgrade to another house if you're not in the housing market it's tough to upgrade later because the house you would have bought went up way more than the house you can stand and that's what we recommend if you're if you're not in the housing market you're not you know, buying a house because of too much money or the house is too expensive or the rates are too high. There's a strategy to consider that is buy the cheapest house you can stand. If it's not your dream house, if it's too small, if it needs work, if it needs paint, still buy the cheapest house you can stand. Don't buy anything that needs structural work or any major repairs, but buy the cheapest house you can stand. So at least you're in the conveyor belt, the escalator of housing prices. And then at some point you can trade it for your dream house or whatever the case might be. You might decide you like it. Okay. And fix it up and, 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 uh, stay there for a while, but at least you're in it's tough because you need a big down payment. The biggest factor now is not so much the, 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 the payment because most houses, the mortgage payment still less than what the rent would be. It's coming up with that down payment, right? If you buy a $400,000 house, even 5% down is 20,000 in down payment plus closing costs, which could be another five or 6,000. You know, you could be talking 25 grand just to at the lowest down payment. If you want to put 10% down, you might need 50,000 out of pocket. It's a lot of money, right? So be aware that it's, it's a challenge, but if you can just get over that hump, get into a house, your payments will probably be about the same as rent plus the deductible. And, you know, just pros and cons. You're going to have to cut the grass. You're going to have to fix the plumbing. If the, you know, something breaks, it's on you as the owner. I get that. That's, that's part of the deal. 
but the amount you spend on maintenance on a house is nowhere near the gains you make on fixed monthly payment and upgrades. Everybody has an opinion. Some people are going to say, no, the renting is better. That's fine. Definitely tell us. You know, we like to hear what you have to say and the other viewers on the different channels like to hear what you have to say.